Welcome to the Being the Change podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Vandeveer, here with Isabel Kiyosayan. And tonight we are talking about polarization and how our society is extremely polarized and we need a middle movement. We need to find common ground. So um, I think we can all agree that we have reached a state <laughs> where people, they can't even, you know, agree on, on anything. Really. <laughs> it's definitely feeling, you know, like the civil war, at least in the United States. I don't know. Yeah. What's it, it like in Mexico? It's, it's pretty much the same. And it's very interesting because in, in the day and age that we live in, we're, we're supposed to live in a very tolerant society, but it tends to happen that we only want to be tolerant with tolerant people. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, it's not being an inclusive movement. <laughs> it's like, I only, I only accept people who are accepting. Yes. And, and it just makes the problem bigger. So in Mexico, we're, we're a little, um, kind of what happens in the States ripples out to Mexico. Mm-hmm. So, so we're a little behind on that. And, you know, we have our own issues, but we, we kind of mirror a lot of stuff that happens in, in the States. So it's, it's a very interesting movement. And we, if we're going to be accepting, we need to, as you said, find the common ground to be accepting, accepting towards everybody. That's such an interesting point <laughs> to be tolerant to those who are tolerant. <laughs> <laughs> and there's definitely a thing where it's, you know, you're, you're fine with someone as long as they agree with you. <laughs> um, and so what's happening now is we're losing the spectrum of opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, we're losing the people who can see that there is validity and on both sides, you know, that there's a, um, that every issue, you know, whether you're on one side camp or the other, it actually, it's not a black or white issue. Mm-hmm. No issue is black or white. But right now what we have is every issue seems to be black or white. I was actually fascinating. I'm helping a friend of my husband, Ben's, um, he's running for school board in Oakland, California. And, um, he's trying to get his materials together to campaign. And, you know, the people are helping him with his campaign. It's like, well, what is your platform? You know, like, for example, what do you, what is your stance on charter schools? Are you for or against them? And he's like, I don't know how to answer these questions because he, he's like, the answer is it depends. He's like, I'm for them if they help kids, but in certain circumstances, I'm against them. So here's someone he's actually in, you know, he's been working in the school systems for his entire career. He's been in Oakland school systems for years. So he has a very realistic viewpoint. And so when it comes to politics, where he's asked to be black or white on issues, he's, he's having a hard time because he's like, it's all gray in the real life, you know? And, and so his opponent who apparently has never, um, has never, worked as an educator has never worked in education apparently hasn't even had a job since 2010 but he actually (laughs) is being endorsed by the teachers union somehow but he's a very polarizing person Mm -hmm. you know so from a politics standpoint it's actually very easy 
Yeah. You know, it's a very easy to take a very extreme stance. And it's very easy to shout from the rooftops and like, ah, rawr, I'm, you know, I'm very extreme. But when it comes to real life, it's gray. And so it's interesting that here we have someone who's, by the way, Leroy Gaines for District 5. Woo! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> we have someone who's who's actually has real life experience and it would be an incredible person. He's not a politician and that's and that's the problem. Yeah, because we we, uh, you you touch on such an important point about you know polarization and how it kind of forgets the the human aspect of of context. You know what is the right thing to do in in what what timing? What what's the context? What's the situation? And instead, we kind of just go as you were saying, black or white, good or bad you know, um, the, the different, uh, you know, Democrat or Republican, but it's like, what, what is the context? What is the moment? What is the person? What is the situation? And, and then you can properly decide, but we've, we've been pushed into these two very separate entities instead of trying to find a middle ground, which can go to one side or the other, but, you really have to look at the situation specifically. And that's kind of the, the human aspect of, of this, which we totally forget. That's very Vedic. Cause you know, if you think about um, in our culture, we like to say, this is right. You know, eating dairy is wrong. You know, mm-hmm. oat bran is right. You know? <laughs> you know, that's, that's a very 1990s thing. <laughs> Like, you know, like these things are right or wrong, like cigarettes are wrong. Um, but, you know, um, juicing is right. Actually, no, juicing is wrong. You're not supposed to juice. You're supposed to have Ayurvedic food. It's supposed to be cooked. Like there's this, we're, we're so um, obsessed with right and wrong, you yeah. know, as absolutes. And the Vedic standpoint is always about context. Mm-hmm. So just like using Ayurveda as an example, um, which is part of the Vedas, but for the body, you know, like... Um, something like dairy is right for some bodies and wrong for other bodies, mm-hmm. you know, um, tomatoes good for some bodies. If you're a pitta, you know, which is one of the doshas in Ayurveda, if you a constitution, if you're of a certain constitution, that food is not as good for you. Um, but that all depends on you as an individual because everyone has all these different <clears throat> balancing agents. And so it's all about, it's not about, there's no absolute right or wrong. It's about context. Exactly. And sorry, just to jump yeah. in with the Ayurveda, it's like turmeric, no, it's, it's been used in Ayurveda for so long. And now it's like in fashion, like everybody is like, turmeric <laughs> <laughs> and so we heard that it's good, but you know, if you have too much turmeric in your diet, you'll get all pit imbalanced and it's it's not good for your stomach when you have too much it irritates your stomach so it's again with the polarity that's like turmeric is good but in certain circumstances like turmeric with everything because then it's it's not healthy anymore right and i i have a little bit of a beef with turmeric right now because i have a white phone case and i was making golden milk this (laughs) afternoon and now my white phone case is yellow forever so (laughs) So right now, I think turmeric is very wrong. (laughs) Or turmeric, turmeric, I don't even know how you say it. Um, You know, but how did we get here? How did we get to this place where, you know, we are just so polarized and 
polarized on everything. Um, like there's a few, few, you know, a few um, contributing factors to this. Um, one is the the foundation of our culture is um, ju- based on a Judeo-Christian foundation. Mm-hmm. And so in that belief system, even though, you know, these belief systems are so Vedic in so many ways, they're so close to Vedic the core philosophy. Of it, the core of it is, right. is, is very Vedic. As you know, all religions are in, in their core kind of talk about the same thing. Right. They're all kind of the same. Mm-hmm. The, the, the one key difference and this difference I think has caused a lot of suffering in our society is um, the, the belief that God is outside the self. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have the belief that God is outside the self, that causes all kinds of problems, <laughs> 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 all kinds of issues. Um, but one of the things that happens is you end up with, um, an idea of good and evil. So now you have a God that is no longer you. All of a sudden the universe is not all one. There's, there's God who, and then me, the wretch, you know, who's trying to live up to God. And you have, um, you have this idea of good and evil, you know, as good as like, okay, I'm, I either get in the door, I have God's approval, I get into heaven or I don't get through the door and I go to hell. (laughs) Yeah. And you have people, you have, you have God and Satan, you have this very dualistic worldview comes Mm -hmm. from this. And so when you have a dualistic worldview, you have this idea of there is a right and there's a wrong. And these are extremes. And not only that, but I, that you get people who feel that they are compelled to, um, to righteousness, this idea of righteousness, where they must, must take people who are different from them, who are quote unquote wrong or evil and make them right or aligned with whatever they're religious thinking is and so um i'm gonna teach you what's right right exactly take you under my wing (laughs) (laughs) exactly doesn't matter what the context of your life is yeah and so we get this uh, we have a a society based on two Mm -hmm. and in the vedas you have the idea that everything is one and you have this kind of more circular um system based on three Mm -hmm. everything is based on three you've got creation maintenance destruction instead of good and evil you know, creation and destruction, neither is good or bad. They support one another. Actually, they're dependent on one another. And you have that third element of maintenance. So you, rather than black and white, you have black, white, and gray. Mm-hmm. And none of, nothing is better than the other. So it's much more of a neutral ground. And, um, and so what you have is you have, then all of a sudden everything becomes gray and everything is part of the self, you know? So when everything's part of the self, there is no other. There is nothing going against me. And so there's nothing that I need to, to, you know, bring over to my side (laughs) in a sense. Um, And, you know, that doesn't mean that we can't help people evolve. We can't help the evolution of others. We can't be supportive. We can, we can spend all kinds of energy reducing suffering, but we're not trying to impose that on others. Um, when you come from a Vedic standpoint, um, and, and, and these energies yeah. are, are happening all the time in in all the all the different strata, you know? because we, right. we think only and in you know big terms, but it's happening all the time. So you can have creation, maintenance, and destruction happening 
at the same time in, in different levels. And that's what makes everything balanced. And, uh, you know, another th- th- when you talk about the different strata, um, you know, at all times, all things are in all layers of, they're all, all in unity and in diversity. Mm-hmm. So everything in the universe is a play of univer- unity and diversity. You know, that's why it's called the universe. Unity <laughs> <laughs> it's true. When I, when I heard that, I was just like, oh my God, that that's crazy. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, but, you know, the, the greatest truth is that all is one. And the further away you get from that, the more relative you are. Yeah. You know, the more separation you have, the more relative you are. So, um, so what, what, as we get more and more polarization, we're getting more and more into the relative and we're getting further and further away from the truth. Mm-hmm. So this increasing polarization is actually causing more and more suffering because we're going away from unity. Yeah. Polarization is a separation. Separation is Maya. Separation is the opposite of that, of the all is one layer of existence. Yeah. And so we're getting increasing and increasing suffering because we're not having love experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, love is the experience of recognizing oneness in another. The more polarized we're getting, we're not having the, that recognition anymore. Exactly. And when you, yeah, go on. I know, and we when when that polarization happens, we only have unity with people who think exactly like we do. Right. So so that's why you know different groups um, find unity, but they're they're against each other. <laughs> right. You get you get you get you know you get polarization, but even within a group, like you can have Democrats fighting Democrats and, Mm -hmm. you know, even within, you know, the black lives matter movement, there's all kinds of people who are like, no, it should be this. It should be this. It should be this. We're getting further and further. It's like branching into more and more diversity. And what our culture needs more of right now is unity. Mm -hmm. You know, we need more love experiences. We need the ability to look at someone who has a different opinion than us and at least be able to sympathize with them to at least to see some unity points. So, because when you can make a connection like that, then all of a sudden there's a softening that happens and you can actually, um, there's a potential for cooperation. <laughs> there's a potential for, um, for growth and for, for coming together and, and easing suffering. Yeah. And, um, and trying to, you know, get into the other person's shoes and mm-hmm. from that point, you you might understand where they come from, and then that kind of diversity is you, you start uniting that, you know. And I think that's mm-hmm. the power of of meditation. You know, we, we've talked about this before, but when we meditate, we start to and and we feel that unity within within us and within everybody. We start to become more empathetic. So even if somebody that we we wouldn't really agree with we might develop that understanding and that that love i mean i'm going on a limb here not necessarily love but i hope (laughs) yeah i'm not exactly going around hugging republicans around every corner um but you know it's but i do have i can see from their point of view sometimes and there are issues when i'm like oh actually I, I get that. I, I can see where they're coming from with this particular issue. Um, and, and it's funny sometimes I think because I can kind of see both sides and, and agree with aspects of both sides and disagree with aspects of both sides. Cause I feel like where I am politically, I'm, 
I veer left, but I, I am somewhere in the middle, you mm -hmm. know, because I can see, see both. Um, I get confused when someone can't see that. You know, like when someone is like freaking out, or like trolling someone on a post, I'm like, well, can, can you not at least see where they're coming from? Like mm -hmm. I, it, it gets, it, it's confusing to me because I, it, like it doesn't matter what issue it is to me, they, they're all gray, you know, like yeah. vaccines, abortion, um, you know, even the mask issue with COVID, like, like I can see where people are coming from on, on both sides of the issue, whether, you know, some 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 stances are more wacky than others mm -hmm. <laughs> or, or more you know um to me i'm like okay that that's someone really up in the wave you know someone has a really extreme polarized viewpoint i'm like okay they're very much in the wave of self they're not in the ocean but to them that's the reality you know we all our opinions come and our viewpoints come from our state of consciousness the more up in the wave we are the more stress we are the more polarized polarizing you know, we see things, yeah. the more black and white we see them. And that's another reason that meditation helps because it lets you, you still have your opinions and it doesn't mean that you have to, um, you know, just surrender, you can, right? Surrender. You can mm -hmm. stand for justice. You can stand for, um, what's, what's, um, what you believe will, will ease the most suffering, but it doesn't, um, but you can still have, you can still the, see the other side as human, you know? <laughs> and I, I think that's that's one of the biggest problems because with with polarization, we tend to just see the the idea, the black or the white, and, and we forget about the individual behind that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so when, when we see the person and we, we understand where they come from and we understand that probably if we lived their life and we were in the state of consciousness, we would probably be doing the same thing. And you'll see situations in which someone has done something, you know, that and gets in the media and then they are just torn apart, mm -hmm. torn to pieces. And sometimes you're like, okay, well, that person deserved it. But sometimes I'm just like, wow, well, I have no context about this person whatsoever. Mm -hmm. You know, I have no idea the context of the situation, nothing, no information about this person. And yet we will tear them apart because rather than seeing them as a human, like you said, they're seen as the issue mm -hmm. and people are angry at the issue. And then they, it gets pinpointed like somehow. And, it, and I understand sometimes, you know, the way, because I did, I've been doing some media interviews for, you know, to try and get kids tutoring for the whole education crisis and i'll read the articles afterwards i'll be like wow that's not what i said at all <laughs> i'm like oh my god they really aren't paying or and like or they'll ask they'll be interviewing me about the issue and like they don't know anything about it <laughs> like nothing i'm like how can you be writing an article on this you have no idea what you're talking about I, how is it that i am informing you of this you're the one who's it's like oh Oh, in the media, they don't, they don't know anything. <laughs> yeah. They're the authorities on everything and they don't know anything about it. They literally are coming into a subject for the, the couple days before they write the article and they're writing about it. And I, that used to happen to me too. When I was doing blog posts, I used to write blog posts for a contact lens company. Mm -hmm. So I was writing about eyesight. I knew nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and hundreds of people are reading my articles on eyesight. 
But that's a big, a big issue because those are the leaders, you know, those are the people that we look for or towards for information. And, and that actually talks about how we should really start looking within. Exactly. Because the answers aren't out there Mm -hmm. and you don't, and there's so much information out there and there's so many opinions and so many articles that, you know, especially on meditation too, like the articles on meditation make me want to take a pencil and shove it through my eyeballs because I'm just like, (laughs) this is so bad and so awful. And why are they allowed to say any of this? Because this isn't, this is, they just have no it's actually funny. I actually, I, I, st- I joined this like Facebook group that was all about people who do guest posts. Cause I do articles sometimes for publications and the woman running the article or the, running the, the group, I won't use her name cause I don't want to disparage anyone. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> and that was very unvedic to disparage someone. So I'm not going to disparage her, but her opinion, she, she talks about how she's like, you can start writing. And she's like, the great thing is you don't have to know anything. You just write. And I'm just like, oh my God. Oh my God. That's why there's all this garbage out there. Cause people are literally writing with no context, no education. I'll move away from this soapbox. No, but I, I just want to want to mention something because th- that's, that's very powerful um, for meditators because, you know, and and we've discussed this in our meditations many times, but as a meditator, you, you even start to use more of your brain's, uh, your mind potential. And so right. you, you start to gain all of this inner knowledge. And, and that's, as you know, our teacher Tom says, that's the most valuable means of gaining knowledge, you know? Um, so when, when you actually put, put that into action meditation meditators become such great leaders because they they look at the at the humanity not just at at the at the issue they look at the context they look at it's not about right or wrong it's about what's right for this situation so it 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 kind of opens up a whole new idea about how to how to tackle things I think, um, yeah, it's, it's to me, we need to get to a place where people allow for there to be a differing of opinion, Mm -hmm. you know, they're allowed to be a spectrum of opinion. Um, because yes, as a meditator, um, you start to see things, you know, all that information out, out there, you, you know, that is the, the, the media and politics are very polarizing by nature, you know? in the media, you know, you sell more papers, like extreme opinions, extreme, um, extreme viewpoints are, are sell a lot, you know, they're kind of appealing because of their, their strength in a sense, you know, but, um, but they're not helpful. And so when you're a meditator, you see them and you see through them. Exactly. You know, you see through everything, you see everything as like, oh, okay, well, here's a person who's, um, this is probably where they're coming from. And this is why they're saying that as opposed to reading it and being like, oh, well, this person, they make sense. This must be the truth. Mm-hmm. You know, it's oh, the news. Person- how can it not be true? I, right. I, remember, <laughs> I remember in Garfield, I was a big fan of Garfield. Um, you know, the, the cat when I was young. Yeah. And yeah, there was this whole episode. Are there any other Garfields? Yeah. There's, the president, I guess. There's the president named Garfield. Yeah. 
But and, and there was this whole episode mocking of you know if it's on TV, it has to be true. Yes, and, <laughs> and it's the same. Like if it's on the news, if it's on the media, it has to be true. And right. it's like really does it? <laughs> all you have to do is watch a spectrum of news programming well really they're, they're all left except you know it seems like they're all saying the same thing except for fox really you know, <laughs> they're, all, they're all saying one thing and then you got fox saying the total opposite but but you can see it's like okay wow these are two um two news programs saying two totally different things um but in terms of, you know, if, if we can start to see th- things in that perspective and see through them and start seeing others as humans, you know, we can allow for there to be a spectrum of op- opinion. I just read an article recently about how um, there's an issue because people are going around and in groups and they're stealing the Biden signs off of people's lawns. Really? Yeah. And it's like, it's like a huge issue. And so... Um, that's like people, they can't even stand someone else having another opinion. It's like they have to take the right of having another opinion away from someone because it just makes them feel so uncomfortable mm-hmm. with that and insecure. You know, it's almost like someone else's opinion is threatening. But think about that for a second. Is someone else's opinion really threatening you? Well, I guess okay. in circumstances, if they act on it in a certain way, it can. But just, for the most part, you know, if someone says voting for a different candidate, you know, um, that they're not actively threatening you, mm-hmm. that person's, that candidate's candidacy may be threatening you yeah. in certain ways, but you know, it's, it's, we, we need to be able to, um, to get back to, to just allowing that. I remember when I was a kid, we, we played, um, like we had a pretend vote in our elementary school. And I remember the big thing was like, you don't tell people who you vote for. Like Mm. that way you can have like an innocent thing. Like that was the norm back then. It's like, Oh, that's a personal choice. Like, and now it's all like, (laughs) (laughs) on the rooftops. (laughs) Um, And it's a lot like, what are you? Are you a Republican or a Democrat? Because then I can tell a lot about who you are as a person. And so they're not really looking at, at you as a person. They're just, they want to stereotype right. you. And, and it's, again, forgetting the humanity, forgetting the middle ground. Right. Just like my, my friend Leroy, who's running for his, po- his uh, you know, for the school board. It's like, you know, he is his positions, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. but, but his positions are not clear. They're not defined, making them more true. What's, what's interesting another reason for the increase of polarization is that the consciousness, the collective consciousness is, is rising, mm-hmm. which a lot of people, when I say that in my group meds kind of like I see their eyebrows go up because they're like, <laughs> really, really, Kristen, really? That's it's rising. Cause you know, I just looked at the news and <laughs> it looks like a shit show to me out there. It's like, no, it is rising. And c- certain evidences of that is, you know, it is moving towards unity. And when you move towards unity, boundaries begin to get fuzzier. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can see evidence of that. And, you know, the boundaries of countries are starting, you have more migration, the boundaries of gender, you know, people were, you know, very used to define gender very 
specifically is only male and female, but now there's an allowance for a spectrum. Um, the boundaries of races, you know, it's, you know, it used to be much more defined. Now there's a lot more interracial marriage and there's an allowing for there being, you know, not just your, your white or black or, you know, what have you. And so as there's more and more unity and a bit of homogenization going on, even the boundaries between the haves and the have nots, mm -hmm. this one is particularly tense, um, starts to get fuzzy. Then you have, you have what you have in any body of consciousness, when you have a lot of evolution, aspects of that consciousness start to pull back. Aspects of that consciousness that are earmarked for destruction, recognize that, panic, and start to resist that change. Yeah. So what we're having now is a separation between the evolution moving forwards and those aspects of consciousness that are resisting that change, pulling back hard mm -hmm. and they're separating. And there's this, 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 this tension created between the two. Um, and so, and you can see that everywhere. You can see it in, in almost every issue right now where you have the, the serious digging in resistance, resistance to changing, um, resistance to evolving wanting things to remain the same because once upon a time it used to work <laughs> <laughs> well it worked for certain people yeah yeah and so the people that it worked for they <laughs> they don't want it to change mm -hmm. you know um and um and even you know people like they like they, when their identity is in is based in the outside things like their identity is based in their gender Mm -hmm. The idea of there now being a spectrum of genders is um, threatening. Yeah. Um, when their when their identity is based on their nationality, the the boundaries of that nationality that nation getting fuzzy is threatening. When your identity is based in your race, then you know other races become threatening. So it's really about when you meditate. No longer is your identity based in these superficial aspects of self, mm -hmm. these relative, I should say superficial, because that sounds, you know, like I'm diminishing them, but yeah, relative, yeah. Relative, yeah. relative aspects. And it's uh, your, your identity, you now are identified with that oneness layer. And so when you're identified with that oneness, oneness layer, then the, the, when the relative starts to shift and change, it doesn't matter. You're just witnessing it. It just becomes exactly. a play. Nothing will change that that what you are, because you are, you are. I mean, you are it. You're not. You're not as you were saying. I mean, in a much more elegant way. I'm just still digesting <laughs> everything you said because it's amazing. Um, but yeah, you, you're, since you're not established in being in yourself, anything that changes um, threatens threatens you. And when you meditate and you start establishing yourself and you're no longer, um, your identity is no longer in outside things, in, in these relative things, um, then you're not, no longer threatened. As you were saying, you just kind of enjoy all these changes because nothing, nothing will move, will move you. And you evolve, you evolve with it, which is, which is an important thing because something that's happened, um, with social media is that social media records everything you've ever said or done. <laughs> and so 
something that that happens with a lot of people who are public figures is that they'll pull out something that they said 15 years ago when they were in a lesser state of consciousness and they were like how could you say that and and obviously it's it's not right obviously um it, it the, some of the things that have come up are are not okay but we should also allow for 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 evolution and then yeah. you know so it's like we're judging from from now from things that are no longer right. correct today it's funny i was just talking um about this to someone because there's a lot going on right now um with whether or not you know books and movies that um age well or not right well <laughs> yeah that you know when you watch them now you're like whoa that's you know like you know gone with the wind or something like that you're like wow that's that's kind of there's some racism there mm-hmm. you know but but at the time that was shot you know that was the context with which it was shot you know so um that's not to say like i feel like you know we're taking down statues and things like that and i actually think that's good because mm-hmm. i think you know um to me they're just things and we as a um population need to acknowledge why they were put up they were you know most of those the confederate statues and things they were put up as a as jim crow like they were put up to remind um african americans that they were lesser so that needs to come down however you know if it comes to whether or not these historical figures are worth learning about or not I think it's fine to I think it's fine to keep learning about them because if you were to if you were to go back into the past there probably is not a single historical historical figure who wasn't you know a bigot <laughs> wasn't yeah. a misogynist you know didn't treat women terribly didn't treat you know like that that was the 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 system they lived in mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so what we need to do is, is look at that and look at like, okay, this is the state of consciousness of then. And these are the people that came out of that state of consciousness and then show how that reflects on the evolution to now. Yeah. And that, and that this is all, you know, we couldn't get where we are now without moving from there. You know, it's the same, it's the same, the same thing as when people who like break up with someone and they're like, how was I ever with that person? I was with them for 15 years. How was I? I wasted all that time. Now we're broken up and I wasted all that time. It's like, no, you wouldn't be where you are now if it didn't have relevance then. Exactly. You know? So I think taking our past and, um, and putting it in perspective and educating around it, you know? Mm-hmm. So to me, I don't, I'm not for censoring things, but I am for putting them in context. Exactly. Exactly. And is is that what we're talking about? Is that polarization? <laughs> I yeah, I, I, I was. I don't know why that came to my mind, but I thought it must be relevant. But I think we have to get back on track. Sorry for that little. No worries. No worries. It's just like I'm just like I feel like I, I wandered into some other. It was territory. my fault. <laughs> well, I think it probably gets to polarization a little bit because people right now are so extreme in their sense of like of of even just you know it's so like hard like history mm-hmm. yeah like it like even in like like you said in in people who are um that social media doesn't allow for evolution mm-hmm. and when you have a highly polarized society you know it's i i would not want to be a 
uh, celebrity right now. For, <laughs> like, I would yeah. not like, like I, you know, I'm glad we're under the radar. <laughs> Absolutely, because it's the thing. It's th- this polarization. It just it's black or white. Like you make one tiny mistake that you thought was right, and then your career might be over. And again, it's it's we're forgetting the middle ground. We're forgetting the humanity. We're we're again going black or white instead of looking at the context, looking at the the gray. And you know, it's it's you know black gray and white but in the gray it's so many tones of gray yeah (laughs) you got your elephant gray you got your blue whale gray you got your your earl gray (laughs) got all the grays (laughs) no it's true i there's so many shades it's so nuanced but that's where the interestingness is that's where the beauty is i mean it may be easy to stand up and scream on a soapbox of something extreme but like where it's rich and real and subtle is is in the gray is in the the you know if you read a book for example do you want a character who's all one thing or do you want like do you want your hero and your villain to not be your hero to not really be a hero and your, your villain to not really be a villain you want them to be you want the gray that's what's interesting you want your villain to be sympathetic and actually, oh, he's not really, I actually like him. Yeah. And, you know, and then the you want your hero. With the heart of gold. Right, exactly. <laughs> like Loki and Thor or something exactly. like that. You know, you, you want like, you want that, that, that mix. And then same with our heroes, like a hero, a, like Superman boring, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> you, want, you want like that darkness in there too. You know, you want more Batman's. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. Batman is a dark character. But he's but so interesting. Batman. It's interesting because there's gray. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, the, the fascinating part of life is in all that nuance because that is what is far more true. Something that I was, I was, I was thinking is that I'm sure somebody might, who's listening to us might say like, well, we have to go to extremes to change things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I think that's where our perspective, I mean, the Vedic perspective kind of ties in with three and one, you know, with, I mean, not three and one, with the three um, creation, maintenance, destruction. So mm-hmm. it's not that extreme is bad. Again, I mean, we don't want to be extreme with, with, with our examples. It's not like just the middle ground. Like sometimes it's, it, it is necessary. And again, there's a context for it. So when, right. you know, people have been oppressed for so long, sometimes destruction needs to happen for then a new creation cycle to arise and for things to to be relevant for the time that we're living in so it's not that we are being polarized you know polarizing polarization you know (laughs) (laughs) yes exactly you can be you can have an opinion that's like i think we need to do this However, there's always the opportunity to see unity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You can always, even in, in having extreme stance, you can you never have to get to the point where, where you see someone as other, mm-hmm. because that is never the truth. You know, um, there, there's a context for, like you said, there's a context for almost every action under the sun, but there's, there's also like, for example, with my kids, I find Sometimes I have to do something extreme. Like I have to say, 
no treats for the rest of the day. <laughs> or we're not watching Paw Patrol. We're going to read books. <laughs> really extreme. And how I, if I'm doing it from a place of stress, if I'm, you know, doing that action from a place of stress versus doing that action from a place of unity, which I tend to, when I'm doing it from unity, it's more playful. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I see them and I'm considering them in, in the action versus when I'm stressed and I'm just like, no, we're not having treats because you're going to eat your dinner tonight. And I'm annoyed because I haven't slept and i am got work to do. Like then it's a whole different, I get a whole different reaction out of them. Mm-hmm. So there's times you can be extreme, but it, it is always helpful to, to, to see everything is extended self at all times. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, it's, if, if there's a calling to do something, you, you definitely have to do it, but then that opens the door again to find the unity again, to find the gray. And you know, if you need to go black or you need to go white, that's fine. If the moment calls to it, but as you say, always with, with that unity and then kind of drift back into, into, your scale of gray. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, and people who are that extreme all the time get annoying. <laughs> you know? They really do. It's and like, okay, okay, it's fine. Yeah. All right, you've said your thing. You're right, but I don't want to think about that right now. <laughs> and I'm sure it must be exhausting for them. Yeah, you know, I stand for this, and you know it's like okay, okay, but you can enjoy a little, you can relax. Yes. A <laughs> it's not all about that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, some people, it's it's not about the issue; it's about the the standing for something. Mm-hmm. Like that, once again, is an identity issue. You know, if someone has sometimes some people need a crusade or a cause to feel that they're they have value yeah yeah and that's when you get the people that are annoying around it because it's like because then it's very imposing and it's like oh this is this is you need this you know you need this to feel okay when really it should be coming from inside Mm -hmm. you know if you are identified with being then right action just comes then you just start supporting and helping others just because that is that is what is most evolutionary so it's coming through you Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to needing the cause or needing something to grasp onto in order to feel like um, you have value because everyone has value all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's our value comes from within. Um, so, yeah, that's that's an interesting thing, you know, and and it's it, it is fascinating when you when you are um, grounded in being and you do feel called to a cause you know mm-hmm. the more grounded being you are actually you get called quite a bit <laughs> <laughs> just ask Kristen on all her missions I get a lot of calls and sometimes I'm just like you know I need to hang up right now because <laughs> I don't have the time for all this but um but it's it you get a lot of calls but it's it's um it's 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 an interesting thing because you're not attached to the outcome at the yeah, same time you might even be surprised like oh I'm being called to this like Okay. Yeah. Really, I don't care about that at all. All right. Well, let's do it. That's funny. There must be something relevant in this, but I. Save I'm... the whales. <laughs> whales? 
I don't even like fish. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like all play. It's all play. Yeah, it's all play. So thank you guys for listening to us tonight. We hope you got something out of it. We hope after listening to this that maybe you can have a perspective the next time, you know, you're being trolled by someone on social media or you're reading the articles and just shaking your head at just how it just seems like, you know, the world has become a married couple that has gone past counseling and can't get along anymore. You know, um, it is a sign that things are on an upswing, you know, that there is more unity happening. It's just we're in a transition time right now, which is very rough. Um, But thank you for listening once again. And, um, you know, go on. Please subscribe. Go on our website, meditationwithoutborders.net. You can read about all that we're doing outside of this podcast to try and help unity (laughs) and help reduce suffering. And you can also read about us and, you know, get all the other um, episodes that we've done. And if you have any questions, follow up, um, you want us to talk about any subject, uh, we are happy to dig in into all of that. Yes. Yes, please. Inquiry is what we like. You know, we, we really don't like to be up here kind of just telling what it is we think. What we want to do is answer the call. So if you have something you want us to address, we're happy to do it. Also, you know, we love to interview people too, who are doing amazing things. So please reach out. Or if you just want to say hi or talk about how you also are annoyed with turmeric, <laughs> <laughs> that is, we would love that too. Exactly. You can also find us on Instagram at meditation uh, without borders. Yeah. And we also have, we have two, right? We have yeah. meditation without borders and change being podcast. the change podcast. Yeah. So they're kind of similar, but <laughs> But we're all there. <laughs> we're there all the time. So don't be afraid to say hi. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Evening day. Morning. Morning. <laughs>